Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And joining us now is the former ambassador to the U.N., John Bolton. Ambassador, uh, great to have you here. Did you see, by the way, uh, President Biden is there talking about, obviously, a whole bunch of different issues on NATO. But 90% of his speech was climate change, climate change, climate change. And he said climate change is the greatest threat to humanity. My jaw dropped. I thought, you know what? Uh, I think the Ukrainians think there's a lot more issues uh, right now going on than climate change. Your thoughts, Mr. Ambassador? No, exactly. And remember, in this administration, two or three days after Russia invaded uh, Ukraine last year, John Kerry came on and said this this war this war is just going to be terrible. Think of all the carbon emissions it will cause. And and then he said, but that's I right. He said that. that. I can't believe that you're reminding us all. That was the most stunning statement. Well, the next one is even more stunning. He then said, I certainly hope this doesn't mean we can't negotiate with President Putin to get a climate change agreement. I mean, that that is what dominates their attention. It's the same is true with China. It's why our policy there is incoherent. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a matter that uh, it's almost religious with. Them. That's the only way you can put it. What are the repercussions, too? Because, you know, you're sitting there, you know, these leaders, I think about uh, what's going on with China. I think Putin. I think North Korea, um, which just did a test, by the way, today, a few hours ago uh, for the first time in a while. So you got all those things going on. What are they seeing when they see our president get out there and he's kind of fumbling around and then he's saying, you know, climate change is the big issue. But what are our adversaries who are thinking about a lot more than climate change? What is their reaction, you think, Mr. Ambassador? Well, I think it's puzzlement that uh, that we get diverted on this. But, you know, there's there's a lot going on in, in NATO, not just about the Ukraine and, and the war there. It's very interesting. People should know that in Lithuania, where the summit's being held, Lithuania, small country on the on the Baltic Sea, just issued for the first time ever their Indo-Pacific strategy statement. Why? Because they identify with Taiwan and they see the threat that Lithuania faces from Russia and they understand why uh, Taiwan feels the way they do about the threat from China. Also interesting, attending the NATO summit for the first time was Prime Minister Kishida of Japan, President Yoon of South Korea and the prime ministers of Australia and New Zealand. Now, they're a long way from the North Atlantic. But they see what the threat is that that uh, we all face in common, and I really think this uh, this this could this summit I will have to say could could be uh, historic, not for admitting uh, Sweden or announcing that Sweden would come in as a member of NATO, but for the cooperation with countries in uh, the Indo-Pacific, uh, uh, really in a significant way for the first time. John, this is Pete King. What do you see happening with Taiwan in the near future? Well, I think that's where it's most at risk. And I think the Chinese have obviously watched what happened to the Russians in uh, Ukraine. I think they, they don't want to see the same thing happen to them. Uh, and I think they want Taiwan and its full productive facilities, all those 
chip manufacturing facilities of Taiwan Semiconductor and others, highly sophisticated. They don't want them flattened by bombing or sabotage or, or combat. They want the whole island to fall into their hands like a piece of ripe fruit. So I'm very worried they'll find some pretext for a crisis and throw a blockade around Taiwan and then see what we do. That, I think, is the main threat in the next couple of years. And they watch President Biden's performance internationally. And it worries me that they may think that no one knows how the 2024 election will come out. Maybe this would be a good time in the next year and a half to make a play. Mr. Ambassador, it's Richard Weinberg, sir. Talking about uh, problems, let's talk about Chinese coming in through the open border into our country, thousands and thousands of military-age Chinese infiltrating our country. How about that as an issue, and why are we addressing that? Well, you know, there are a lot of Chinese coming in. I think some of them could well be legitimate uh, refugees, people from Hong Kong and elsewhere. But certainly, if those people could make it out of Hong Kong and get to an American consulate somewhere and apply for asylum, we we have ways of dealing with that, Uh, actually uh, it, it's the, the entire world doesn't look like our Mexican border. The fact they're coming across the Mexican border, uh, I, I think, is definitely worthy of attention. And if we had better control over the border, we could have an orderly process to sort out who are the real refugees and, and who are the potential problems. We don't have that now. And that that leaves the country in danger. Yeah, big time. By the way, we just did a story on the show yesterday about how the Honduran migrants are now running the drug, uh, basically, in San Francisco. They they control the drug trade in San Francisco in in alliance with the Mexican cartels. I mean, that is scary. Great, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, great uh, security issue on the border. I mean, what a mess it is, uh, Ambassador Bolton, on so many levels. Well, that's that's what they learned coming through Mexico. And and Mexico itself, this has been a problem growing for years. Uh, of, of really coming under the effective control of the cartels. I remember back when uh, Hillary Clinton was still Secretary of State in the Obama administration. This is like 2011, 2012. She said, uh, it made a public statement, I'm very worried Mexico is beginning to look like Colombia did five or ten years ago. And it's a real danger to the United States because it's on our border. And Barack Obama came out a few days later also publicly and said, well, Mexico doesn't look like Colombia to me. Uh, which was which was a stunning mistake on his part, rebuking his own secretary of state. And by the way, Mexico does look a lot like Colombia did years ago. And, and uh, it's it's a continuing threat to the United States through the drug cartels, through the human traffickers who are down there, potentially for foreign terrorist espionage agents and and people who don't wish us well. That's for sure. So, John, it's Tony Carbonetti. So what Rita was talking about before, where Biden just focuses on the environment so as long as President Xi promises to shut down a couple of coal plants, we'll let him invade Taiwan? Is that going to be the, the deal they're going to cut? Look, I'm, I'm worried that it's pretty close to that. I think the Chinese will sign almost any climate change deal. What does it matter to them? They're not going to adhere to it. Never yeah, going to do it. They're, they're never going to follow they, through they with it. They need coal-fired plants. There's no doubt about it. They don't have an alternative at this point. Their economy, by all accounts now, uh, is in significant trouble. Their Their economic statistics are exaggerated uh, to say the least over the years but it's very hard to hide now they're they're in economic difficulty they're simply yes. not going to phase out carbon fuels when it's it's the source of economic uh, growth for them but in all seriousness you, you'd mentioned the chip manufacturing plants are we not taking are we not making plans right now to replace the taiwanese chip manufacturing with our own here in texas 
and elsewhere because we're basically going to let them fall fall to the wayside. I mean, they have to look at that that knowing we're making these plans and say, hey, they're not going to protect us. Well, I don't I don't think our plants are anywhere close to catching up to them. We we let this happen over a period of twenty or thirty years. Uh, all of this technology, a lot of it moved to uh, South Korea. The real the real the most sophisticated are all in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. I just spoke to a former very senior executive of Taiwan Semiconductor uh, when I was out in Taiwan about six or eight weeks ago. He said even with the billions of dollars of subsidies put into the plant they're building in Phoenix, it won't turn a profit because the Taiwanese plants are so much better. I mean, this this is we, we allowed this to happen. We all sat there and watched it. Uh, and, and now it's a problem for us. Yeah, big time is it ever. Um, you know, I also want to get your take on sort of where you see things going um, with China, too. One of the things I'm so concerned about, we talked about the border, uh, but also what about that spy station uh, that's 90 miles off our coast? I can't, it, You know, it, it is stunning to me that we've got that one in Cuba uh, that the Cubans have and Chinese talking about just a few hours ago adding more military there. Yeah, this this is something, uh, uh, Pete. You you may want to weigh in on too. I mean, I've I've written an op-ed. I plan to do more on this Chinese building a military facility, an intelligence facility, really taking the place of the Soviet Union during the Cold War. The the Russians closed down their last intelligence facility at Lourdes in Cuba in 2004, and now the Chinese are taking their place. I've been trying to get people's attention in Congress. Certainly, the Cuban American community is worried about it because. <laughs> Uh, Chinese uh, involvement at that level with that many people and that amount of resources in Cuba will prop up uh, the government there, the the, the legacy of the Castro brothers, and the people of Cuba will be back to where they were. I mean, not only are we missing an opportunity to do something about Cuba, this is a direct threat to us. Again, 90 miles from our shore back in the Cold War, people understood this. People need to wake up to what's going on there. John, this clearly violates the Monroe Doctrine. It's a clear and present danger. And I'm really disappointed. You know, more people on, on both sides, by the way, Democrats and Republicans, don't right. realize the potential, not just the potential, the, the clear and present danger we have right now from that spy base being there and China really establishing a a, a, a foothold in you know, our hemisphere. It's actually, you know, it's just a weather station. It's, it's to help research on climate change. I'm sure that's what they're telling the I'm sure that's what they're saying, right. Yes. <laughs> that's fine. That's just great. Wonderful. Let's share the data. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, Ambassador John Bolton, thank you so much for being here on such a huge, important day uh, on so many major issues that we should be focused on rather than climate change as the biggest threat. (laughs) Well, my, my pleasure. Thanks again.